into the area. Janček, stamp through, chance, shot, goal! Full stop! Unbelievable scenes at the end for the derby! Hello and welcome to Scarves Around the Funnel, the podcast dedicated to Heart of Midlothian Football Club. I am Laurie Dunsire, joined once more by Mark Donaldson. Hello, how are you? I'm, I'm very well, thank you. We uh, we have, what, what was it you referred to as? Almost a, <laughs> almost a fifth of the 2012 cup winning team on the podcast yes. this week. Two of the 11 on the podcast this week. And before you welcome them in, I always think it's it's interesting to do a little bit of research prior to that. So the only bit of research that, that caught my eye, you know how, well, all four of us are on Twitter and sometimes you you tweet something, you forget about it. So let's get them both worried. So in April the 27th, 2013, Andrew mm-hmm. Driver sent a tweet that included Ryan McGowan's handle and losing his virginity. Oh. I'll explain. I'll explain more as we go on, but I think it's time to welcome the two boys in. <laughs> Indeed, hopefully, hopefully they're suitably, suitably worried. Uh, worried. We are joined by Ryan McGowan, as always. Thanks for having me again, guys. It's been a pleasure. Oh. I'm now slightly worried about this tweet. <laughs> and we're also delighted to be joined for the first time by Mr. Andrew Driver. Thanks for having me, guys. Thought I was never going to get an invite. Jesus, you, to, you, you, I've been trying you, to get you on the show for ages, mate. They I, weren't having I, you. I, I, I appreciate you, that. Guys. I know Donkey's got a problem with him, but I don't know where it stems from. Oh, it, <laughs> might be, it might be from commentating back in the day in St Mirren. I think I maybe said something wrong to him one day. Well, that's when you had a Scottish accent, so where's it gone? Well, is it not still there? <laughs> I, think he, did he, I thought he only put that on so they'd change the rules so he could get a call-up and then never did. <laughs> That worked, didn't it? Well, they did change the rules. Unfortunately, I didn't get any better and get a call. <laughs> you rem- do you remember this tweet? Me? Absolutely no idea. Are you concerned? Not about really. This tweet? Absolutely well, and, and you shouldn't be either, because I think it's only fair that right at the start of this podcast, we're going to mention it anyway, so we may as well mention it in a tweet from Andrew Driver in April 2013, what? which simply says... No, it includes that, but it simply says, so let's get this straight. McGowan scores from a yard and runs off as if he's just lost his virginity, scores a (laughs) ripping volley, and strolls. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember your response, Scouser? Or, okay, no, you wouldn't. That's clear. What would be your response now? And I'll give you your response then to Andrew Driver's tweet. So Andrew Driver tweets, let's get this straight. Gowser scores from a yard and runs off as if he's lost his virginity. Then he scores a ripping volley and he strolls. What would be your response now to that? Well, one's to win the cup against your biggest rivals and the other one's yeah. in bloody China. I think we're getting beat. That's, it's, not, it's not bad. You, you basically, your reply was, ha-ha, one was Scottish Cup final, mate. The other was a stock standard league game. Hashtag biggest <laughs> game ever. Hashtag 5-1. Hashtag priorities. Hashtag big team. Classic Ryan McGowan. Just what the fans want to hear. That's all you need to do. 
I'm interested in um, <laughs> what Andrew Driver thinks is a an acceptable way to celebrate losing your virginity. If that's <laughs> <laughs> running out the room, jumping about. <laughs> I'm just imagining running around the house now. <laughs> after twenty, after twenty seconds, it's happened. Yes. <laughs> 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 oh. You know the thing is, the thing is, life's changed now. We're a bit older. You're running around like that when you get it. <laughs> <laughs> but the world goes round in circles. <laughs> uh, full swing, full swing. Life. Driver started on on fire, Gozer. He's he's flying out the blocks here. I told you, I, listen, I told you he'd be a good guest. He didn't listen to me. <laughs> I listened to him plenty a few weeks ago and he had some wonderful stories to tell. So hopefully he'll tell some of them. No, th- that's the problem, Donkey, is I always forget the stories. Gals is one uh, of the people that will remember them. I'm terrible when it comes to memories like that. These were stories about you. So surely you don't forget them. No, I, honestly, I, I forget everything. There's oh, been Jesus. that much has happened in my, my life. I just uh, like it doesn't it just doesn't stay. It's not going to get any better tomorrow when you celebrate your 34th birthday, and that's the day this exactly. podcast is going to go out. Oh, is it? Oh, no. Yes. Happy birthday, mate. Cheers, Mal. <laughs> Appreciate it. As I said, it's nothing to, nothing to do. In fact, you can do it as well. You can ask, you can do the sweepstake who gets my correct weight as well. <laughs> That'd be a good one. They could win like a scarf. <laughs> Yeah, or a, so or a, a, a three years subscription to scarves around the funnel. <clears throat> so about a Burnley a Burnley top with driver on the back. I should probably explain that um, <laughs> Andrew's referencing <laughs> the fact that before we uh, went live, um, he was making us guess just how much weight he'd put on uh, since he stopped playing, and I think uh, Ryan got it bang on. I, yeah, I mean, that's. It's a it's it's a kind of strange competition. I don't know if <laughs> I don't know how well that would work, but <laughs> yeah, I'd love to see how far off some people would be. <laughs> Put it this way, driver. Wikipedia has got you at one hundred and what do we say, one hundred and fifty odd pounds. Yeah, is that right? Okay. And that's yeah. let's just say that's very generous. That was under seventeens. One hundred and fifty-two pounds. Yeah, uh, Gauzer, I don't even think in under 15s I was that way. I think that must have been like first year in high school. You've always been heavy, mate. You've always been heavy, fat guy. I'm staying well out of this. Do you, know, do you know what I actually have? I have nightmares about having to weigh in, especially end of pre-season. Like, that's, <laughs> the one thing, that's one of my biggest memories of football is absolutely crapping my pants when I had to um, weigh in every day. It was a struggle. See, they're taking away skin folds, apparently. They're taking away what? Um, uh, at the AIS, the Australian Institute of Sport, they've taken it away because it's like fat shaming almost. Shut up. Um, I swear. <laughs> I, could, I might make a comeback then. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We, 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 yeah, just steer this back in the right direction, Laurie. Okay. We're, we're, the, the, I mean, the, the direction's not going to change too much, but I'll, I'll try okay. and at least, um, you know, pretend it will we're, we're going to speak to to andy obviously about his time at hearts um, uh, and hold on andy or andrew are you a what do you oh. prefer I, I was always an andrew but no one ever called me by screw. my first name i was always driver screw driver oh so, gals you always called me screw didn't you mm. i think yeah so 
So it's not. So we're not going with Andrew or Andy. We're going with driver. Just whatever you Screw. want to call me. I, don't care. <laughs> I honestly don't. <laughs> I've got more things to worry about, like me weight. <laughs> <laughs> like your burger. <laughs> like like, like my, my, what am I eating tonight? <laughs> you're not. You're not in the best city, are you, for trying to keep weight off? Because some of the food down oh. there is magnificent. It was impossible, and I, I'm guessing. I, it, honestly, it's probably half of the reason my career went the way it did. Because you, you, you think I came out to Houston. I'm on my own. It's sunny every day, so you want to go and have a drink. You want to eat, and like I just couldn't keep the weight off here. Still can't. It's um, it is a good place for eating and drinking. Oof. And Mark knows it, don't you? Yeah, I was uh, I was 13 stone before I did the World Series, and I've ballooned. <laughs> Weird fuck. I have no yeah, idea. Stone to that. Oh, you're in kilos. Honestly, like, can we talk hearts? Being a heart. Yes. <laughs> right. Okay. Let's Jeez. move on. Thank you. Right. So um, now, now, now we don't know. I just said thirteen stone. <laughs> oh, fuck this off. Is about hearts. <laughs> This is about heart. I, I thought it was a fashion, a fashion podcast. Well, I wouldn't be on that either, would I? None of you would. Right? Oh, you would? No, I definitely wouldn't. Get it Good back luck, on Laurie. track. Get Good it back luck, on track. Right. right, we're back. Concentrate. We're back. We're back. Focus. Back so, you broke into hearts at quite an interesting period. Broke into that hearts team. Um, I suppose it like showing up in the middle of the night when it was locked. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You can tell it's a Friday. The Romanov years, pretty much your entire time at Hearts were the Romanov years. What what was that like as a period at a football club? I mean, uh, we've had some interesting stories from Ryan. We've had Jamie McDonald on, Craig Gordon, all giving us some, some interesting um memories from that period what was it like as a a youngster coming through the first thing you have to say as a youngster is how lucky I was to get into that team so I know Gals will probably back me up here when you play football the the better players you play with the easier it gets for yourself you know so I got the chance to come into a team with the likes of well Bruno Agua um, Rudy Scatchel and that just makes it so much easier for yourself so that's the, the, the first thing is like when you say you broke into the team in the Romanov era, but I was so lucky to do that. And I think it made me a better player. It made me look better at a younger age, which obviously can only help. Was there anyone in particular who you kind of looked up to or learned from during that period? Um, I think there was, there was the whole team, wasn't it? Um, Neil McCann was massive for me when he was there. Um, he took the time to really put... Um, his arm around my shoulder or my waist because I don't know if he could reach my shoulder. Um, <laughs> I can say that because I'm an ocean away from him. <laughs> but no, he was he was brilliant with me. But we had honestly the whole lot of them. We had a, a great team um, to 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 help us along, and I I think it, I was lucky to get in at that time, and I think it helped make my career by being in that team. And the lucky thing for me, which was the unlucky thing for Rudy, he fell out with Vlad, didn't he? So I got in, not through through luck, through Vlad, Vlad being Vlad. 
yeah, you got a five-year deal the same month that you would actually make your your senior debut. And I do remember back then there was quite a lot of quite a lot of talk about um, this very promising young player coming through. I think he'd impressed quite a bit in the preseason tour of Austria that season. Were, were you aware of of the kind of hype that was growing? Was it was that did that put a bit of pressure on you? Did you feel like that? Because I think you were about eighteen at that point. No, I don't think there was ever any pressure. I was just enjoying it. Obviously, it's again the Austria tour. It's, it's a little bit easier when you're whipping crosses in for Edgar Edgar Shankowskis to get headers, isn't it? <laughs> so, like, we were just loving it. We had a great set. We had a good youth team as well. So, like, of Jammer Mac, um, Jason Thompson, Callum Elliott. We had a really good team. So we were doing well under 19s, and it just it, it helped when you got into the first team because we were already playing at a good standard. I think our youth team got to the Youth Cup semis or final like three years in a row. We were second or third in the league every year. So like we had high standards already and it was just getting in there in, into that team. It was kind of um, a little bit simple, if you know what I mean. It, it, it was a natural progression. You know how we like a quiz on this? Uh, well, I don't know if you do. I don't even know if you listen, Mr. Driver. I hope you did because you mentioned. Every you episode. There you go. Very good. Um, no, I, I'm, I'm joking on that. Not every episode. <laughs> when when you were on the bench for your for the first time ever for Hearts, you didn't come on, but it was the end of season against Motherwell in May 2004. Who was on the front cover of the program? Oh. Wow, um, good question. I have absolutely no idea, but I'm going to make take a guess. Okay, Craig Gordon. Good guess. But not right. Ryan? Christoph Barrow. Nope. Laurie? Neil Janicek. How did you know? You're, you Googled that. No way. How did you know that? <laughs> You're not known now. Are you cheating? <laughs> no well, you, way. You do it all the time, Mark, so you can I, that's, that, that's That's a scurrilous allegation. A scurrilous <clears throat> allegation. And there was also a player... Who played for Hearts in that game? I think we mentioned him with one of a previous guest. He only played twice for the football club, and that was yep. his debut. Remember who? <laughs> I do because I remember it going on. Gary Tierney, and we were yeah. trying, we were trying to track him down. <laughs> That's right, oh, driver. Do, do you remember way, Gary Tierney? Yeah, he was a great lad, man. Gaz Tierney was a. Were you there with Tierney Gauzer? No, no, no. Oh, he was a he was a lovely fella. Good player as well. He, he came in, did really well. He was one of those people, Craig Levine really liked him and brought him along. And he had all the attributes. He just didn't get the look after that year, I don't think. I think he maybe got injured the year after and maybe just faded out. But oh, he was such a funny guy. We had quite a few, few guys from out west. And you know, they're a bit of a different character, aren't they, from out there? <laughs> so um, we, we would go through to like Hamilton, the Hamilton Palace a few times. And that was an experience. What's a palace? <laughs> was it much of a palace? <laughs> oh, God. It was as much opposite of a palace as you could probably imagine. Did you it's meet a, a princess nightclub? Laurie, it's a Lanarkshire nightclub. There's not many princesses there. I know. I've, <laughs> I've, um, I, I, think, I think I've uh, went past or been to it before when we've played Hamilton away. <clears throat> anyway, well, we digress. Let's see. You, you you don't put a tweet out just beforehand talking about Donaldson's tangents and then not expect me to kind of go off on a few. But at least they're related to our guests today. 
I thought you were going to have a big tangent about moaning about people slagging your tangents, to be honest. No, I can't, because I do, and I, I know I'm guilty of that. And we can't call Gowser a guest anymore, because he's one of us. <clears throat> yeah. It's true. It's very true. Mm-hmm. Co-host. Co-host, yeah. So we're, we're not going to go kind of step-by-step step through through your time at Hearts. Um, too, too, too long. You're there for so long. Um, but... <laughs> but like the, old, the furniture. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Which, is, um, which, if you see the turnover, is a miracle, by the way. Aye, how you flew under the radar. It's because you kept getting five-year deals. Um, <laughs> the, the, probably the worst thing for me, because once you get a five-year deal, you're on easy street, aren't you? <laughs> there was you were obviously subject to to quite a few bids. Um, I think around two thousand eight initially, then into the following year. Um, we've already mentioned Burnley. There was a lot of interest. Coventry City, uh, I think twenty as well came in. Um, so there was quite a lot of interest. Even Chelsea, we talked about as well. That that one's that one's questionable. That I was going to say, I was going to say that that one must have been your agent. Well, I think that, 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 that had that, that had my dad phoning up the Daily Records, smell all over it. <laughs> your dad was your agent, wasn't he? Yeah, oh, yeah, he, he probably dropped that. In. I, I bet he had spoken to Vlad, and Vlad said, "Mention Chelsea." Maybe it was like Chelsea drew two two against someone that day, and he probably phoned up. Yeah, Andrew's going Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what the best thing about that is when you're when you, whenever a player is linked with um a club even though if it's utter bullshit um in the future if ever that um, name comes up and that club comes up then you end up in a headline so there's a story here from may 2015 former chelsea target andrew driver released by aberdeen after one game in two months they could have gone anywhere but they got not former, former chelsea target not former, not former hearts player just former chelsea target could be worse that's as tenuous as you'll ever get he was once one of britain's most sought after talents with chelsea said to be keen on his signature but that's that's how fickle football is though isn't it and that's what it's all about. I don't know if you ever heard the story, and I'm, this is a bit of a tangent. There was a guy who played for the Dynamo when I was here called Alex Lopez. And um, he, on, he came from Honduras, and he was, he was okay. He wasn't a bad player. But like, he, he, he was released one year, and then this guy released a story that he was convinced teams were scouting players off Wikipedia. So he picked a guy that had a bit of talent, Went in his Wikipedia page, called him the Maradona of Honduras, made him score like 50 goals more than he'd actually scored, and the Dynamo went and paid a million dollars for him. Wow. And I think it's a true story. If you if you played with him and all the hype that came around when he signed, I wouldn't bet against it. Do you not remember someone changed um, Abua's Wikipedia once, and a few people were saying that he was generally really pissed off about it, and it just said like, uh, David Abua is whatever age he plays for Hartford Lothian and Uganda. He is awful, <laughs> and that's all it's, that's all it's that said. A bit harsh, like it was pretty harsh. But I remember it was on like kickback and and stuff, and they were like, apparently he's actually really pissed off about it. But I've I got the story in front of me, by the way, about Chelsea. So normally, when you when you read a transfer speculation story, um, you you usually read, or I usually read, who's it by? See if they've got credence and and kind of okay, yeah, they know what they're talking about. Or oh, I wouldn't trust that. 
So Chelsea are one of five clubs to inquire about Hearts winger Andy Driver in recent weeks following discussions between Abramovich and Romanov over a potential <laughs> five million transfer. So, okay, that's the headline. And the byline is by the newsroom. Who's the newsroom? Exactly. Clearly it's... David, David Driver. I think it's Daddy <laughs> Driver. <laughs> but he must have had pals at the Scotsman. So how how in. close were how close were any of these uh, potential? Obviously, we've 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 um, figured out that Chelsea was just your dad, but um, <laughs> how, how how close were any of these potential moves to to happening? Burnley was the one that everyone always talks about quite a bit. I think it was Owen Coyle was in charge then, wasn't he? So the the, the Burnley one was the only one I ever even I think got close to going anywhere, and um, I actually got told on like a Thursday night. That the, the degree that the degree terms and I, I was ready to go down the next day, but then the next day, I think um, Vlad just turned around and said he wanted extra. I think I think the offer was about two point seven plus five hundred, and then the next day Vlad said he wanted about four million. I think, as far as I know, you, as a player, you don't really know all the mm. details. So we we got some details about that. Um, Burnley interested in a potential deal worth just under three million comprising an initial 1.5 million and the remainder in add-ons. However, Hearts director Sergei Svedetovas has informed driver suitors that any primary payment must be in the region of 3.5 million as a down payment with a potential 5 million total payment in the end. Does that sound like it could be true? Yeah, I think that's probably close closer. Obviously, give or take a few probably. So it's interesting. We were talking just last week about John Souter's current situation in terms of potential interest down south and Hearts fans thinking, well, he should stick around. He should stick by the club. He's had some injuries. And we were kind of talking on the podcast about it's difficult to look at it that way because from a John Souter perspective, his stock is currently now very high. He's had some difficulties in the past. He doesn't know if he might have some difficulties in the future this could be his big opportunity he may then regret it if he doesn't take even just from a financial perspective do you ever have any feelings of what could have been or that things might have been different career-wise because obviously you've had a a very good career as a footballer but it could have been a a whole different trajectory no um that's the one thing i get asked that question all the time and i'd never regretted anything in my football career, even when I finished, I've not regretted when I finished. It's um, going to Burnley might have been great, but would I have been a different person? Maybe um, I would have missed the cup final, which is obviously the the biggest highlight of my career. And I think I wouldn't have given I wouldn't have given up playing winning that game five one to go and playing for Man United or making a million pounds. That was like at the end of the day, I'll. I'll remember that day for the rest of my life. So it actually worked out in the best thing that happened to me not going there. And then on top of that, if I'd have gone to Burnley, I might have never come to Houston, wouldn't have had, had my family out here. So, like, do I regret it? No. And that's the one thing you can say, um, even to, like, John Sutter, if you give advice. Hearts is a massive club. You don't actually realise how big it is um, until you go elsewhere. And But as a player, if you want to get attention, you'll find... And you you want to to be wanted. Hearts is the right is the best place. So if he's, if he feels he's gonna can, can keep improving, 
Hearts, you can't beat Hearts because you get so much media attention and things like that. It's a great place to be. And obviously, you've got a massive club at the same time. The thing is, though, Andrew, that the money that's available down south, would players rather go down south, not really, not caring, because that's the wrong word, but if you know you're maybe four, five, six, even more times your salary, you said you wouldn't have gone to whatever for a million quid because you would have missed the, the the cup final with the money that's down there now how and and, and not just now even when when burnley were yeah, interested in you yeah I, I, the money at burnley would have been incredible but you can't you just worry about things like that. It, obviously if, you, if it was the times now and you, you're dangling 25 grand in front of my face obviously i'd bite your hand off you got you got to look after your family at the end of the day don't you but it's not the worst thing if it doesn't happen for him now. It, it wouldn't be the worst thing to stay for another year and continue to get fit. Obviously, he's doing class, isn't he? I was saying that it's probably better that he stays at Hearts and someone pays three million or three point five, and you know that when you go there, you're a big signing. You're going to start. Yeah. You're going to be everywhere. Then running your contract down and someone getting you, you know, on the cheap and being like, yeah, he's all right. He was coming off contract. We'll give him a little yeah. bit, and they're maybe not wanting him as much as the team that's willing to put the money where their mouth is. So that, that's what I was saying last week. I, sometimes it would just be a, a case of staying at Hearts, playing in the big games, playing week in, week out, possibility of a World Cup on the horizon, knowing that is when John is fit, he plays every week at Hearts. Whereas if he goes down yeah. to someone, start of next season, and doesn't quite takes a little bit of time to adjust and he's not a big money signing, then he could find himself out of the team. And um, that's, that's kind of what you don't want. That, that's in your thought, real thought process as well. Now, right, Galza, being in the right place to get in the international team. And you, you've seen recently, if you play well at Hearts, you're getting in the squad and you're, getting, you're playing mm. with the likes of Craig Gordon. So it, with that in mind, that if Scotland do get there, and you, you're guaranteed to start at Hearts and you do well, you go into a World Cup. That's one of the reasons that Gauzer's in Kuwait, because he had a chat with his national team manager. So it's, it's not just money, I get that. But one of the things that when we spoke recently, when we met up in, in Houston for a beer, that I, I was intrigued about, you told me, I don't know if you remember this or not, because you were about 20 pints in, um, you, <laughs> you said, Burnley might have come in for me, but I don't know if I would have passed the medical. Can you elaborate on that? Yes, my knees, it was, it was at the time where my... Patellas were starting to go, so I'm I'm it, the patella. I don't know if anyone knows about patella tendonitis. It's like an overuse injury where um, the blood just keeps flowing through the patella tendon. It just becomes really sore, and it, I could only train like two days a week. And um, I'm sat there thinking, like, it's, it's kind of like a death sentence. If you if you get offered and it's big news, and then next thing comes out, you fail a medical. It's like worst case scenario, isn't it? Then, then yeah. you are always going to be labelled with, oh, he's injury prone. So I always had that in the back of my mind and that, that scared me more than not earning the money. They still talk about Daniel Prodan when he was at Rangers or not at Rangers um, and, and the issues with, with injury there. But I think everyone's got their own viewpoint on this. I think there's the phrase, what's for you won't go by you and I think we've yeah. all ended up in, in a, where we're pretty happy about. And <laughs> that's not a right or a wrong choice. You seem pretty happy in, in, in Houston with the lifestyle you've got, the family that, that you've now got. Are you there for good Yeah, in, America, we'll in, Amer in America? Yeah, I think, I think for the foreseeable future, 
there's just plenty of opportunities. See, when you finish football, you've got a, a different perspective on life, isn't it? And at least here, it's, there's a lot of commerce. There's a lot of opportunity for someone who obviously is having to change career. So that's why we came here to, in the first place. I, I think the only place we'd go back to was probably East Lothian. But that's when I'll be a little bit older. Maybe so when I look one? about five years older than I look right now, which is about <laughs> 50. <laughs> well, there's a, there's a photo of you on London Hearts wearing a Nukio Bankus top, and you look like Gary Mackay Stephen. <laughs> what? You do. You've He's got a this... good, I'll tell you what, that Gary Mistake, Gary Mackay Stephen is a good looking fella, isn't he? <laughs> Wow. You're delighted with that shout. He's fucking raging. <laughs> <laughs> How was it dealing with a lot of those? Because um, you had you had huge periods of of missing football with injury. You had it was knee and thigh injuries that you were out with for quite a while, wasn't it? Um, yeah. How. How does that take a toll on a on a on a person and a player? And, and I know these days there's a lot more awareness of the mental side of this as well. I think we've we've heard a lot of footballers talking about it when they've been out injured and they've not been able to play and stuff. Is was that really tough for you during the period where you just weren't involved at all? Honestly, not really. <laughs> um, I, I've always been just like really easy going. Obviously, you get frustrated at times and. Physio is just physio is just terrible. Like we had great physio. Rob Marshall is like one of the nicest people I've ever met, and I'd argue <laughs> with him a lot of the times. But it's, <laughs> it gets frustrating. But honestly, I was I was living I was living at home. I had all my mates there. We had a great group of guys. So I just kind of enjoyed myself a little bit, um, a little bit more when you when you were injured. You had a little bit more freedom. Um, but I've never really I've never lost sleep about anything a day in my life. So I'd I'd enjoy I'd I'd have enjoyed myself at any time anyway. It's, I, I that's what I see. You live, living in Edinburgh, it's just a good place to live, isn't it? So you basically spend your time recuperating at Cav. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> the Cav was the good ones though, because then Gowser could join me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to a bit of the cup final. And we'll let you two, um, as in Ryan and uh, Driver. That's what we'll go with. Uh, have a chat about that. But before we get to that. What happened with Paolo Sergio before that, earlier in the season? Because there was lots of um, lots of stuff that played out publicly as well as privately with uh, Paolo and you and, and him not getting on and not getting in the team, him not wanting to play you. See, th- this changes with time. Uh, the more you think about it, the further away you go. Um, I was probably a little big-headed bastard when he first came in. I thought I should be <laughs> playing every week. But in retrospect, if you look at the whole season, what he did to me worked because when he first came in, I was a little bit injured. I, I wasn't doing anything, but he, he didn't play me, which obviously where I got frustrated and that's when we fell out. But even the day after we fell out, he was he, he had talked to us. And you know, Gauzer, like Paolo was a good manager, but he also liked to, to be in with the team and you'd go out together, you don't want to have dinners and things. Um, but it's kind of like he was he was playing a, he was playing a game not playing a game but he was putting me back to a, a place where football was most important so he really got me pissed off and throughout even throughout my heart's career I was always better when I got dropped and I had something to prove 
Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's, I always, I always come off challenges and things like that. I always need to, I, I'm not very good when I get comfortable. I have to, I have to feel uncertain. I think that's probably goes back to my laid back personality. Um, so he obviously got me really riled up, but at the end of the day, I've probably played some of the best football I've played at the end of that season. So what he did worked and it put a fire back in the belly. So yeah, it was well documented. He kind of put me in a, a, an awkward situation at one point in front of the team, which I didn't like, but I had to stand my ground. And, uh, do you remember that day, Galza, when it was before a game at home? Yeah. And he, he, there was a newspaper paper article saying I didn't want to play for him and he pulled it out in front of everyone. I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and he's so just good. in front of everyone was like right you just need to go <laughs> no he's like do you want to play for me and I was like you know my feelings and I, I, I didn't back down he's like right well you can F off then <laughs> I took, walk, walk out with my tail between my legs <laughs> <laughs> got, got to training the next day I was like that was a bit wild wasn't it a bit harsh <laughs> came from nowhere as well I know no one was expecting it were they to be fair, I never even knew it happened. It was some, I think it was my agent at the time put it in the paper. Your dad? Uh, no, it wasn't my dad. <laughs> that one <laughs> wasn't my dad. Just want to check. But my dad was always good news. <laughs> but no, like it wasn't me and I didn't, I didn't back down. And I think everyone knew my personality. I'm not a kind of person that I, I think I was respected enough by my teammates. I would never be disrespectful to them. Mm. I, I, I still wouldn't have been disrespectful. So, did you say no there, girls? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not sure about that one. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, then, give an example. <laughs> no, I just remember that, like Jason Thompson, that all around um, that time, just being like, you know, you better not get bitched. You better stand your ground. You've said it now. And I think yeah. that was used to get into your head because you didn't want to then, especially when he pulled out that newspaper, you knew yeah. that if you said, I wanted to play, then everyone would be like, oh, look at you, you want to play, you want to play. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I tell you what, though, the next day I folded like a launcher, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> Please, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Search, you'll take me back. <laughs> well, I played to him, he did. He really yeah, did. I was going like, to say it worked out, didn't it? It did. Even the next day, he let me train with the team. Like, even though I, I, I'd, I'd left that day and it was all a news story and things the next day you just let it, it was water under the bridge and that's what you need in football at times you need to um, let things go don't you you can't hold grudges at least he didn't spill red wine all over his white shirt <laughs> I tell you <laughs> what he did like a glass of red wine all those Europe, all those Europeans who came to Edinburgh loved it and they would go out all the time you know this the whole saying them, oh Europeans are the most professional athletes you'll ever see the diet's fantastic I, I, I beg to differ on that one <laughs> yes I know that a few I know that um, a few uh, there was more than one player who would sometimes enjoy a cigarette as well as Paolo Sergio <laughs> you're getting in in the morning from the car park there's plumes of smoke coming from behind doors <laughs> <laughs> but obviously it worked it, it worked out well because you said you played some of your best football towards the end of that season and we'll skip right to the the um the main event, which was obviously um May twenty twelve, Hearts Hibs final. What was the build up like? And we'll, we'll kind of we'll let you two um reminisce about this one, given that you two are the ones actually involved in it properly. Do you do you remember much about the build up to that game? The build up was about three two months, wasn't it? Hmm. And it was yeah. excruciating. 
because we had to play league games and you, uh, in football you can't take the foot off the gas can you because everyone's fighting for a place especially me I, there was no guarantee that I would get a game so I had to really get in top shape and do well but I, I just thought it was nerve wracking what do you think Aldo? Yeah I just remember everyone like coming in after beating Celtic like the way that we did coming into the change rooms and everyone was going crazy and then it just felt like someone flicked the switch and it was like oh shit we're going to be involved in one of the biggest games that's ever going to be like spoken about years and years and years and years and there's a real fear amongst us like well not a fear but there's a real drive of not being that team to get beat off hips and then sort of break that hoodoo yeah uh, I remember feeling like there was a lot more pressure on us than there was them they were that bad but like we were confident to beat them but they were that bad you couldn't you never knew what was going to happen right yeah I remember they had Griffiths and O'Connor who had done well that season and you, you were just thinking like you didn't want it to be one of those days where Griffiths puts one in the top corner from 30 yeah. metres out and then you just hit the post hit the bar keep it as a worldie and you end up losing so I think that I remember struggling thinking I don't want to pick up a little stupid injury three or four weeks out and lose your place and it's pro- looking back, that's probably the wrong way to, to think. But I think just the whole club, even the fans, it, we used to just get beat in some games and everyone would be like, yeah, well, as long as they're ready for the... We got beat 5-0 the weekend before Celtic, I'm sure. Wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And everyone was like, forget about that. <laughs> Do not <laughs> worry about that. <laughs> we got him. We got we're him next it. week. Yeah, we're saving I'll tell you what, the if we didn't have a cup final the week after, we would have beat them. <laughs> <laughs> what was was Paolo was he a good manager to have in that situation because I know you're t- it's interesting you're talking about the pressure Ryan and I know Paolo and I've not got in front of me so I'm kind of paraphrasing but remember his response to I think Pat Fenlon had said all the pressures on Hearts basically because Hearts are the team that are favourites and Paolo said something like well if losing games means you put pressure on us, then just keep losing games, and we'll keep we'll keep taking the pressure type of thing. Um, basically, saying that we'll we'll accept that if 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 it means that we're winning the games, and we'll keep we'll take that pressure. Was was he a good person to have her in that time? Because I know that Hebs were making a big deal of making it different, planning for it, and Paolo Sergio was kind of coming out with saying we're we're just doing things as we have been because that's that's what's worked for us. No, I think I think mentally he was he was very good, Paolo. He, he knew when people needed an arm around the shoulder. He knew what, how to prepare, and um, I think he timed it perfectly for that. And he kept the unknowing about who was playing as well a lot. He, he, he changed things up. He had little looks, little different kind of tactics. So nobody went went to that game thinking we were going to play. Even on the day, there was a few surprises, right? Yeah, Temps being left out. Remember? Yeah, Temps, Temps thought he was. Out. Yeah, Temp thought he was possibly starting to not even been on the bench. Yeah, it was crazy. A lot of that went down to I think the semi final, wasn't it? We had the we had a, a shape in the semi final, and I think that's why I played in that game was because I probably kept the shape, and obviously Temp's was a flair player more so than me, and I think that's what maybe got me into the final. But even even like the likes of Daz Bar in the middle and things, there were some changes that you wouldn't have expected. What was it, was it like on the day of the game? What was what was the the atmosphere like? Where did you stay? What was the how was the Can you remember where we stayed? Any, we stayed away characters? the night before. We stayed away the night before, but I, I can't remember where it was. I don't know where it was. That it was that place we always stayed. I don't know if it was like Lanarkshire, was it not? 
Hamilton Palace. <laughs> That's where you get the team spirit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't remember where it was, but I remember there being because Tibbs went away. I think they went to Ireland for the week, and we kind of stayed in stayed in yeah. Edinburgh. And then all we did was um, I think we started training at Tyne Castle leading up to it because early on in the week we'd have loads of. You remember the taxis used to pull up at Harriet Watt. And before you know yeah. it, there was maybe 50 or 60 fans and you could see them taking phones and Paolo would get real agitated because he would work basically on the team or a rough idea of the team um, during the week. So he was a bit paranoid that, that people would find out. But I just remember going to the game and we normally always arrive super early to, to the game. So you very rarely see like loads of fans in and about the stadium. But as soon as we left, we could just see either being hip scarfs or heart scarfs out the out the car windows going to the game and, and then as you got closer to hand and it was just it felt like it was already packed out before we'd even even yeah. arrived and just and this is going to be an absolute massive occasion so please make sure that we don't lose <laughs> yeah it was just a sea of people wasn't it yeah were you nervous Remember, either of you yes yeah I was nervous I was nervous I think it was the most nervous I've been for a game because of the fear of consequence of not winning, or what reason? It's a cup final, isn't it? Not many. Well, it's people not. It's not. It's not. Final. No, it's not. It's not just. Yeah, it's not just final. a cup final. Though. We would have been known yeah. as the team. Like, say, if I gave away a penalty and we lost one nil, my whole Hearts crew would have been remembered for that Aussie bastard that gave you, away the you, penalty. You wouldn't be on a podcast now. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously I wouldn't be, I'd be in Kuwait just watching the penalty back going, what the fuck was I doing? <laughs> Crying. That's what Pakujabi's so, doing right now. Yeah. Whatever he is. <laughs> Great answer. Poor um, guy, man. Poor guy. He he literally yeah. did what we would would have nightmares. Dreading. About. Yeah. <laughs> and he's lived it. Well, do you know after after Hibbs apparently went to Whitehawk? What? What's that? What? Yeah. What's a White Hawk? Um, it's like a, a semi-professional club in England, like a non-league. How club. the hell are we meant to know that? No one's heard of White Hawk. <laughs> no, exactly. That's the Sounds point. Like a strip club. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is in the Hamilton. point. That's what would have happened to Ryan McGowan if he'd been the one getting sent off. <laughs> would, Ryan Mc- Mc- no, he would. He would have been further away than that. I mean, no, he he was at the White Hawk strip club. You're right. <laughs> 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 the night of the game, I was everywhere. Oh, yeah. Just a different, uh, just a nice. different. We'll get there. We'll get. Just don't jump ahead, son. Um, <laughs> with that nervousness, was it a different type of nervousness from what you'd had in previous games because of the opposition? Yeah, it's. It's. I don't think you could replicate that game ever, just because of everything that, like, so Hibs have since it's won the cup but before that that was yeah all like hearts fans used to sing about and what used to really get under the skin of hips players and fans and everyone alike so for them if they beat us to win the cup after so long we would have just been it would have been singing our names mm. um because so i just think it, even if you were to play if this season they were in the cup final it wouldn't be as a bigger game as it was in 2012 i don't think personally no I don't, I don't leave it. Everything. It was the whole song. The, it was everything, wasn't it? Yeah. At, at when that did, time. When, when did you know 
start with Andrew. When did you know that you'd won it? Uh, the penalty and the red card. At that point, you could just see them; they were defeated. Um, obviously, we went 2-0 up, we're dominating them, but they scored that goal. The question marks are in your head. Half-time was even more nerve-wracking because you've played so well, you've got yourself in a great position, and then they peg back that goal, and you're thinking to yourself, have we, are we going to blow this? It's just It just comes into your head, doesn't it? How are we going to blow this? Yeah, and have we wasted all those chances? Yeah, it makes it even worse when you've, you've got yourself in such a good position because there's, there's nothing worse than hammering a team and getting beat. So it's just that little bit of doubt. But it's probably the best thing because that little bit of doubt geared us on to go on even better in the second half. Tell him, Ryan. Tell him, Ryan, when you knew you, you got it. <laughs> uh, probably when I scored the screamer, I reckon. I thought, no, 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 that's not what you said. O'Connor. Oh, yes. From the pen, remember after Danny scored the penalty and O'Connor shot from halfway line <laughs> from the kickoff? <laughs> I remember thinking that, oh, they're gone. They're absolutely gone. <laughs> It's 56 it minutes is? and he's shooting from, from the goal <laughs> kickoff. <laughs> just swagging away with his uh, head down as well. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try yeah, and re- rewrite a bit of history um, here because every single week and every opportunity he gets, Gowser talks about his his tapping and he's scoring his hips in a cup final. I, I wish to play devil's advocate here and suggest that another movement of the ball from one yard away was just as or maybe even more important in that game to hearts than Gowser's tapping to the back of the net. Had it not been for Andrew Driver tapping the ball to Rudy Scatchell, who scored with the deflection of James McPaik to make it 2-0, I think that is just as important as Gowser's tapping, Driver's assist to Rudy. Me too, and I think that should be put on the, the barrel. Should be on the team on the scorecard as well, shouldn't it? Really, in the, all this McGowan, I think driver's almost assist is very important. Yeah, I was going to say it's Black's assist, isn't it? Driver just gives it to Black, and then Black plays. Yeah, it's, yeah, but we're in we're in America here, Laurie. You get two double assists. Second oh, assist. Oh come on! That's <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, so straight. So, so I've got a goal and an assist because I had an air swing. So I get a second assist, <laughs> then I had a shot, and <laughs> Darren Barr scores. So I get two assists and a goal. I was on fire. We all we all, we all win in this instance. Wow. <laughs> Rewriting history. Also, semi-final, we'll go back to that. I almost blew it for us by being in a terrible offside position when Rudy <laughs> scored were. the first goal. <laughs> <laughs> so you're welcome. I took all the defenders away, all the defenders <laughs> away, and allowed Rudy to score. You're welcome. Were, were you active? Would VAR have a look at that now and maybe decide something else? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know where I was. I don't know why I was ah. so central. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, though. We talk about the final all the time, but that semi-final was some buzz as well. Oh, that was that a big was a great buzz. Oh, the, like in, in some way, winning that semi-final, the, the after the game was better because it was just how unbelievable the ending of the game was. Like the, the the final, we'd won the game, hadn't we? After an hour, so it was kind of like you were celebrating for half an hour before the final whistle. But the Celtic game was just incredible. Yeah, remember the <laughs> night out after we beat St Johnson? That was good. <laughs> was it not the St Johnson game after that? We kind of like we we scraped our way through, and then at that point we were kind of like, 
holy shit, all we've got to win is a couple more games and we've won the cup. <laughs> <laughs> we've scraped ourselves through. <laughs> Unbelievable, man. Do you remember much about after the cup final? No. Were, you out with, were you out with Ryan for the full week of partying? Uh, we, I woke up in London on like Wednesday. <laughs> I, <laughs> and, then, and then went to Thailand on the Friday. <laughs> uh, put it this way, I wasn't ready for the next season when it came along. <laughs> there, there's, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's re- rewind a little bit. We need more details about how London and why Thailand. Was that already agreed that you were going to body there? Or? Thailand was already agreed, but we, after that game, it was just the season was over. We just literally went on the lash for the whole time. It was one of those <laughs> that everyone would just text each other, seeing what they were doing, and yeah. it was just constant. It was a barrage. But the, the thing is, you don't realize after the game, Jazz. I don't know about you. you you've just played night. That, well, obviously, I didn't play ninety minutes. <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> no surprise at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. Shock. <laughs> um, no, you, you've just ran. You've just ran for however long, sixty-two minutes, and then you're going straight onto the champagne, and you're just steaming after five minutes. Yeah, I said that to the guys. You remember on the bus trip, and then we got to Tynecastle, and we were all getting off the bus, and I remember thinking, "Oh my god, I'm fucking steaming already," and we've not not even yeah. got to the so-called after party. <laughs> who had to well, do piss tests in the, in that one? Who who was on piss test duty? For what? Uh, the cup final. Like drug testing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think Christian it was Nardi wasn't there at that point, was he? No. <laughs> you Christian, wish to Christian elaborate? Nardi, Christian Nade would get drug tested everywhere we went. It'd be a random drug test and it would always be him. I, I don't know if it's because he has massive muscles and they were suspected. <laughs> <laughs> but it was always him. <laughs> yeah. He used, to, he used to be random. It's not random. It's my yeah. 12th time this season. <laughs> and the problem was, that guy never drank water, so it took him about six days to pee. <laughs> you remember the morning after when we had to rock up at Tynecastle and then we had to go to the city... What is it oh, called? It city, chambers. city Chambers. It was brilliant, though, wasn't it? Beers as soon as we got there. And we did the, the team photo at the stadium. Oh, I forgot about the team photo. Yeah, it was good. Like, we got there, beers, Team Fortley, and then up to the Chambers of Commerce, wasn't it? I remember, remember Claire being like, this is going to take us hours to get the team photo because yeah. we're all still drunk, trying to get 30 of us to stand in the bloody... Half of us couldn't stand. Yeah. Team photo. See, what my, one of my regrets is not videoing a lot more on that day. Mm. Like, I, I, met, I remember it, but it's just not clear, is it? Like and I that wish was 2012, because more... Neil yeah, Poynton but... had a video in 1998, which was very popular. I know, but like, I wish we'd have added them more. Just, um, yeah. I know that there's or, definitely loads of pictures, but just I didn't. Or do if we had, I wish like had... those sort of videographers that was following us around, like what they do nowadays, like on the match day and afterwards, that would have been pretty good for. for yeah, everyone exactly. But it would have been good. I remember that. I remember being uh, even like Hearts. We had it at Tynecastle because. People were like very wary of us going out in Edinburgh or like having anything in Edinburgh because of like the result and the repercussions of the result and how everything was. So they were very much like all of you is just you can stay at Tyne yeah. Castle. For- I'm pretty sure Stephen Elliott slept in the change rooms. He didn't go home, <laughs> did he? <laughs> I think he did that all the time anyway. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'll tell you what, it's no surprise we weren't allowed into town. Do you remember when Tapper Thompson got chased out on the Royal Mile when we beat Hibs in like the league game once? Remember the boys were saying they were Hibs casuals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we're at City Nightclub and Jace comes down with sweat on. He's like, I'm not chased by a lot of casuals. <laughs> Oh, oh man! I hope he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> right, so we'll 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 get it back on track a little bit. You um, <laughs> the referees come in, blow the whistle <laughs> enough. <laughs> you you left Hearts for Houston Dynamo initially on loan. You end up being a free agent. I think it was about January twenty fourteen. <laughs> Were you ever close to coming back to Hearts? Because there was, I think you ended up training with Yeovil, but there was a few news stories, and I just wondered, was that your, was that your agent just throwing that out there, or was there any genuine no, I, chance no, of that happening? Never linked back to Hearts. Um, I don't think I would have wanted to go back. Don't get me, like it was obviously the pinnacle of my career, but I, I ended it ended it so well with winning the cup final. It's like you were never going to get back to that. Um, and I, I always wanted to do new things. I always wanted to try new things. Don't get me wrong. I would I would love to have gone back to Hearts, but it was never really an option. I don't think. The, and it's funny. It's like you, you go back to things you would want to do. There's not much I miss about football, but there's a couple of things I'd love to do. Is one walk out at Tynecastle for a, an Edinburgh derby, and. Because that is just like the one thing that can't be matched. The buzz and everything is one of the things um, is what I actually miss. That's probably one of the only things that I would wish I could go and do again. Mm. Um, I, other than that, don't no. It was never really an option to go back. I don't think you could be um, a mascot. You come back as a mascot if you want. You know, you, you see all these guys and their stag dudes in that game. <laughs> like I'm a, I'm a bit, a bit, a bit big to be a mascot. <laughs> hey, Gordon, could come out holding your hand. See, you get away with it because. <laughs> You said you're only about five seven or something, so he can still I'm only five seven. I've gone from six foot three to five seven. <laughs> we can make that happen, couldn't we? Craig Gordon holding Andy Driver's hand coming out. <laughs> I would pay a lot of money to see that. <laughs> oh, I would I would do that in a heartbeat. If um if someone donated some money to charity, I would I would wear shorts, I'd wear kids' size clothes as well. <laughs> <laughs> crop top on my belly hanging out <laughs> with, me, with me crap tattoo from Thailand on show <laughs> I have to speak by to the way, people well, by the way we, we've always heard about people handing in transfer requests what, what do you do do you get the old dot matrix printer out and, and the ZX Spectrum and, and dear Mr. Sergio I don't want to play for you anymore do you write it handwrite it what, what did you do what, what was a transfer what was Andrew Driver's transfer request what did it look like i can't remember did i even put one in yep 16th of december 2011 uh, i don't know can't remember to be honest Hearts I think manager banishes andrew driver from <laughs> squad and condemns his attitude <laughs> <laughs> oh god that's not really something to be proud about that one is it yeah i'll but, stick up for you there i don't think you ever had a bad attitude like in and around no. the squad that's what I said. That's what. That's why. What I said is when before when we were talking about it, it's like I think the the people, and that's what I said at the time. Paolo didn't know that I actually 
all all the people there were mates. I was always respectful. I've never been disrespectful to anyone. I don't think. Cue everyone to tell me when I've been. But um, yeah, I don't think I was disrespectful. I was obviously just pissed off. I wanted to play football, and you got to throw in a little bit of ego there, isn't it? When you look back, you sometimes believe the hype of yourself, and that's probably half of it to come with. But looking back, I I don't really remember it to be honest. It's um, it was it was a letter with a transfer request though. I think looking back, <laughs> would would you ever get back into football in any in any way? I know you work um outside of the game now, so to speak. Are you quite happy well, that on, you've had your he's time on ESPN? He's a commentator right. on ESPN. Color analyst out here. I see. I I am I am the voice of mm-hmm. the Las Vegas Lights in the USC, UL, USL Championship. I apologize. I was not aware of that. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many people listen. <laughs> Sorry, right. I don't know how many people listen to this. So, you know. <laughs> Probably more than this. Well, <laughs> yeah. no, yeah. we um, A guy I worked with at the Dynamo um, is the commentator. So this year we've done, um, we've done USL Championship and then we've done Women's Soccer um, U of H. So, and it's, and I, honestly, it's, I wanted to get into a bit of coaching just to stay in with the game, but the commentating has been brilliant just because you feel a little bit involved. I, I feel like I've got some knowledge that I can, can pass on. Um, I can talk about football, and it's a, it's a low-maintenance way of staying in the game. So I actually quite enjoy it. I'm, I, I'm not, I don't take it very seriously. Um, you, I hope I do a good, hope I do a good you, job, but um, I enjoy doing it. Would you miss um, a game for a wedding? If you were like booked in to do like a game, would you change it for a wedding? It's like oh. not even a real close friend, but just someone that you're like, oh, it's a wedding. Go on, tell me who's done this. I, I can't remember his name, but I know that someone. <laughs> what, what was it? Does it rhyme with Dory Runsire? Something like that. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Something like that. So, so Dory Runsire missed the game for. A wedding, or he didn't miss a game for a wedding. Oh, was it his own wedding? wedding? Oh no, he no. missed it. Oh no, he, no. he missed it. it. It's not for his own wedding because he's too shit scared to ask his wife to his girlfriend to marry him. <laughs> and that's, that's another thing. But in the end, we ended up with Phil Turnbull, who was brilliant with Jimmy Sanderson <laughs> for the Dundee United game. So it all worked. And they won. Well. And they won five they won two. Five two. And you want the, you want the honest answer? No, I wouldn't. But you got to take it very seriously. It's <clears> disrespectful <throat> to the team and the fans that if you miss it. I agree. It, and he hardly yeah. knew the person. He hadn't seen them for three years. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put a transfer request. With <laughs> 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 the Burnley TV. Where, where are you going to go? <laughs> this got, is I've my story good, podcast, or, or what? Got, I mean, Perth to Paisley? I've got a good name for you, Laurie. Funnel wrapped in scarves. <laughs> Tumbleweed. <laughs> Jesus, that's like something that Mark could come out with. <laughs> it can't get worse. Wrapped in scarves. Jesus, right? I'm sire and driver. Pair of double D's. <laughs> what, what are you trying to say? I'm. He weighs more than me, and I'm not five foot seven. Hey, How do you know not, he wears more than you? Let's not stoop so low now. <laughs> <laughs> That's very hurtful. I'm giving up my time to come on this. <laughs> Get fat shaming. That's very true. That's very true. I apologize. 
Ryan started it as well, and you're getting the brunt of it. <laughs> that's that's what Gowser does, though, and that's what Gowser's always done. He just does the little whisper in the right ear and just sits back and watches it all happen. He just he's, he's the grenade hurdler, isn't he? He just hurdles in the grenade and boom. Uh, yeah. he probably whispered in Paolo's ear. Have you have you seen the Daily Record? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Left it on his Paolo. desk. Paolo, look what's on your desk. It's a daily record and a letter from an A driver. You should read it, Paolo. That's why I have no re recollection of that letter, isn't it? Galzer writ it. <laughs> Sign this piece of paper, driver. I'm just going to bring it into the club. Driver sent the transfer request as well. It's a bad apple. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh God. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry for the listeners for having to put up with this. Just saying that, uh, do you remember when someone got into my phone and changed um, the number, Sergio's number? Remember no. this at Time Castle? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> we were training at Time Castle, and I, it's either Jamie Hamill or Ryan Stevenson or Jason Thompson went onto Paolo's, no, went onto my phone and changed Paolo's number to something. Anyway, what it was was a message from one of the boys saying, Gals, you need to come back at like five o'clock. You've got a, like a promo. And I'd already <laughs> been doing loads of promos. You got a promo at five o'clock, like be there sharp. But it was actually <laughs> off Paolo's phone. So it came up on my phone, say from Jace. And I wrote yeah. like, fuck off, mate. There's no chance of going to that. <laughs> Next thing, Paolo was like, Gary Lott came in going, Gals, what, what are you doing? And I was like, <laughs> What are you talking about? And he's like, uh, Paolo wants to see you. I'm like, what? He's like, mate, what are you doing? Like, what did you do? <laughs> I, I was like, mate, I actually, I did it to you. And then it obviously worked out. Paolo, like, as I walked in, Paolo just showed me his phone and it come up like Ryan McGowan. <laughs> Fuck off, <laughs> mate. <laughs> There's no chance. There's no chance I'm going. And you know, when you're like panicking, I'm like, that's not me. And then I, then it clicked. I was like, Oh, I'm so sorry, but someone's someone's messed around with our phones. Still to this day, I don't know who it was. But I thought, oh, oh geez, my, my heart's career's finished here when I seen Paolo <laughs> this face. Oh man, that is funny. I don't know who did that, to be honest. You must have your Probably suspicions. You. It would have been driver, Jace, uh, possibly Callum Elliott. That smells like Jamie Hamill to me. I, I was all wet willies and whoopee cushions. Like I would do things that aren't harmful. There's, Hamill, there, Hamill there's, there's a title. There's a title. <laughs> wet willies and whoopee cushions. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I tell you what, the the best person to get, Blackie or Steve, oh man. I once yeah. filled up Ryan Stevenson protein um what is it, protein bottle. You know, they had like the protein Shaker, powder, yeah. the big ones. I filled it up and we left it over the summer and it exploded. <laughs> the smell was unbelievable. But you couldn't do anything to Blackie or Steve O because they'd go and like break your windows in your car or something. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't take jokes, did they? And they like, nah. if you got offended, they'd just like slash your tires or something. <laughs> Steve O oh, liked man. it until you did it to him and then it was just like, no, nah, that's too far, that's too far. That's yeah, way too far. Exactly. <laughs> oh, but that just made you want to do it even more, didn't it? Best <laughs> prank you saw played by someone, one of your teammates. Oh, I don't know. Driver used to be because he was when I was a youth, like really young. Him and Jace <laughs> and all those boys, they were like the first team players, but still used to hang around us. 
they used to get like all of us young boys. Remember Rocky? Visconti. Yeah, they made him go into what was um was it Nori? No. <laughs> Nori, yeah, Nori, Nori the Kitman. Nori, Nori yeah. the Kitman. Brilliant. And he was like, if you asked him for a pair of socks, he'd be like, fucking pair of socks, fuck off. You're not getting a pair of fucking socks. <laughs> and Rocky used to have to go in and you'd be like, oh, the boys are asking for a bucket of steam. Just need to get a bucket of steam and come back out. <laughs> no, he'd be like, fuck your bucket of steam, get the fuck out. And Rocky would then be like, I can't. He'd be so nervous sitting in the boot room being like, oh, I can't actually go back and tell him that I can't get a bucket of steam. Bucket of steam. <laughs> go, go, go to Nori and ask for a mop for the roof. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Remember Alan Ray? Were you there when Alan Ray was there? No. No, oh, we used to tell the young guys Alan Ray was mental. He was like, go to Alan Ray, so you've got your medical. <laughs> so I did knock on his door like Alan I'm here for my medical <laughs> I don't know who the fuck you are son my favourite was the old cut in the bottom of the socks so the socks look completely normal when you put your foot in it goes all the way over your knee <laughs> 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 the easy ones are the best ones <laughs> but it's so annoying when you've done it to someone four days in a row <laughs> oh Fine. some of those jobs and then we had Darren Murray who used to like get in on the pranks and then if you did it back he would punish you remember we had to run yeah. around the um in the snow with the brooms up above our heads because we forgot to <laughs> driver and Jace had set, told Darren Murray that we hadn't um mopped all the floors in the first team change rooms so like that was just <laughs> red to a ball and he got us down there. It was I, I remember being like 17 or 18. I, I was outside playing in the snow because it was the first time I've ever seen it. And all the boys were like, right, you need to get a broomstick, put it above your head. And we just ran around the pitches for like 35 minutes because we'd forgotten to mop the floors. Well, um, we, we probably can't go on like this forever. Um, <laughs> otherwise, we'll get three hours of, of this banter. But it's good. It's been entertaining. Do you miss that at all? Um, Andrew, do you miss the the changing room banter and that type of thing? I like I like how you nearly forgot my name there. Well, I, no, it's because I, I've got four names now. It's either Andrew, Andy, Screw, Driver. So I, it's too many options. Uh, yeah, I missed I missed that. I miss the boys. Um, I don't miss getting up. I don't miss training. I don't really miss football that much. Um, <laughs> But I, I miss the lads. I miss the banter. We had a good group of guys. And that's the thing. is like, I, I forget about these things, but you only remember them when you speak to the boys, don't you? Like, yeah. the amount of we had. Uh, just like the little triggers that come in. But, also help, I also think that really helped us in that season because we did have a really good group and like we weren't getting paid and everything that was going on with that. It, w- it was a really good group to be in. A, a couple of years beforehand, that would have been absolute chaos because there was so many different fractions yeah. in changing rooms it would have brought everyone to, it brought everyone together didn't it but it also yeah. helped the likes like big the, the likes of big zal was there yeah. for a long time so he got it he basically just became one of the boys didn't he yeah and you had all the all the foreign lads had been there for so long like they were they were part of it and and then you brought in the fact that paolo would take us out for dinner and things like that as as a team everything was a team he just wanted to go on the lash, didn't he, Paolo? He just wanted to organise dinner. <laughs> just like it is everyone turning up and then like, right, we're going to Why Not afterwards. <laughs> well, we are, Gavin, but I don't think you are. <laughs> He's like, no, nah, I'm coming too. 
he came from. He used to stay till the end. <laughs> oh, good days, good times, yeah. isn't it? No, it was brilliant. No, that, and that year was one of the best ones, wasn't it? It was brilliant, man. We had such a good team. You got it goes like the likes of Jam and Mark all the way through the team. It was brilliant. Thank you very much for joining us, Andy, Andrew, Screw, Driver, man with, with many names, wet willies and whoopee cushions. I hope you've enjoyed it because <laughs> it's been very enjoyable having you on. No, it's been brilliant. and It's good reliving some memories. I'm sorry if I've been laughing too much, but um, I, don't, I don't know if there's a platform that we're supposed to take seriously, but I think I was in a good mood <laughs> no, today. No, no. <laughs> but no, I appreciate it. And it was good to speak to you. We'll, we'll take things seriously next week when we have to dissect Hart's defeat to Motherwell. Um, but for now, it's all it's all good fun. It won't happen. I'm joking. I'm joking. Well, thanks for joining. Um, we very much appreciated it. All right, thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks Cheers. for coming on. Screw. Cheers, driver. <laughs> Anything for you, Galza? Donkey, not sure. Laurie, nice <laughs> to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take that. <laughs> That was Andrew Driver joining us on Scarves Around the Funnel for a chat. I think we'd have to call it a chat, Mark. Not really an interview, but <laughs> that's the way it went. It was good value, wasn't he? Yeah, I told you he'd be good on the show. I told you he'd be good. Did you? I, did. I thought Mark Many said times. it. Many a time I said he would be a good, be a good guest. I thought he said he was He's a, a good kid. <laughs> When he handed the transfer request, and he was. I was oh, you wrote it, so that's why you can remember, <laughs> remember what it said, because it was you that wrote it. No, it was good fun. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's good listening back. Very honest as well, which I, think is, which I think is always good about certain things. I know some footballers are... Maybe it's because he's not in the game anymore, Ryan. Is that, is that why? Yeah. yeah, possibly. I think he's just always been... I think it's sometimes hard for fans to work out what's going on in the change room and you know who sometimes fans think they possibly get along with or you know who's a so-called bad egg in the change room or who's a good egg or who gets on football throws like weird combinations and, and people together and um like we touched on that that sort of last squad that 2012 squad we had a really really good um team and like driver said when he first sort of broken through i'm surprised you didn't mention like he kind of broke through Lee Wallace was left back and Christoph was <coughs> left centre back so they sort of had that combination they'd been playing since they were 14, 15, 16 together so it was just a lot of good good guys to have around the club and um, yeah I really enjoyed that brought back a, a lot of good memories certainly did certainly did uh, so yeah thanks very much to I, I still see I, I'm still wavering at what to call him I, just, I was just going to go with Andrew to yeah. begin with, but, now, but now it's yeah. now it's showing up Good oh. Whoa, Gowan. Oh, McGowan. What was Ryan? Gowser. What was that? Oh, it's just my phone. Sorry. Oh, your phone. Laurie, we've done 150 odd episodes. I don't think our phone has ever gone off in any of them. And along comes Gowser, Mister Unprofessional. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, <laughs> because he's had so much. He's had so much time to play on his phone while sitting on a bench, wherever he was, in Dubai. Uh, or, yep, that's or, what it is. Or, or, or whatever. Yeah. So it's very harsh. It's very harsh <laughs> for my international career. But true. All right. You'll beat the World Cup next year. Don't worry. Hi, you can give it, get it, a, give it right up you. <laughs> Even a, a, a get it right up you, or whatever it is to us from Qatar. 
How far is that from Kuwait? Excuse my Middle Eastern geography. Uh, not long. an hour, two hours max. There you go. That's so, just so. convenient, isn't it? You can be. Yeah, you can just go just, there even if you don't get picked. Just turn yeah. up. <laughs> just turn just up hang around, yeah. waiting for an injury, like I normally do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you both as well for for joining us. Always, uh, we will be back next week to discuss Motherwell against Heart of Midlothian. What's about three and a half thousand Hearts fans? I think at least now going to Fir Park at the weekend. So a good following. And yes, before you say it. I will well be Park. commentating on the game. Yes, I said it was well parked before. Whatever. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for tuning in to Scarves Around the Funnel. Um, Thank you, nurse. Till next time. <laughs> goodbye. Well, see you later. Yeah.